Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Tom Rose was a senior advisor to Vice President Mike Pence, strategist for the vice president, worked with him in the governor's office in Indiana, and before that he was the publisher of the Jerusalem Post. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. I have known Tom for a while. He would be a guest host on my home station, WIBC, in Indianapolis. He was a guest uh, and a, a very, very keen mind and a very, very large understander of not only uh, current uh, Israeli politics, but Israel historically has spent much time in Israel and has been in Israel when the attack started from Hamas, murdering over 1,200. He had reached out to me earlier this morning. I said, we have to talk about what it is you're experiencing. Tom Rose on the line, uh, called in uh, to talk about what's happening and where Israel is. Is this a unified nation? What is the, the, the feel on the ground? And started with, I didn't know exactly where he was. I didn't know where he was in Israel. So started with that. Tom, where are you in relation to the Gaza Strip? Well, I'm about, good morning, Tony. Uh, nice to hear your voice. <clears throat> I'm just north of Tel Aviv in a town called Herzliya, which is a, a suburb just north of Tel Aviv. So I'm about, I don't know, 40 miles from Gaza. It's a tiny country. So uh, all the aerial activity, uh, you know, unfortunately, we get a bird's eye view of. Uh, so you're talking about the rockets that are being fired uh, from Hamas. You're talking about Iron Dome. Um, it, it, people would consider it away from the quote-unquote action, but as you discussed, it is a it is a small country. You're the, you're there right on uh, on the Mediterranean Sea. Give me an idea of the last seven days that you've experienced. Well, it's. Uh... <laughs> It's been, you know, to sound Dickensian, it's been uh, uh, the worst of times and the uh, the best of times. We all know the horror stories which uh, continue to come out that each one uh, surpasses the next in brutality and savagery. There was a case this morning of a funeral that had to be postponed because a grenade was found inside the body of the deceased as if to cause, you know, another terror attack at this poor man's funeral. Uh, the barbarism, the savagery um, is simply beyond description, but compare. I'm not aware of any circumstance. I think it's an historic first uh, for a mass, you know, several thousand people, simultaneous terror attack, the purpose of which was not simply to murder, but to terrorize. Um, it succeeded on that front. But the best of times in terms of how the country, which, uh, Tony, as you know quite well, is <laughs> otherwise very fractious, uh, uh, very uh, uh, divided and vocal on, on all issues, has united to a point of singularity, uh, unlike anything the country has seen since its founding in 1948, Talking to Tom Rose, former publisher of the Jerusalem Post in Israel, just north of Tel Aviv. 
this coming together, I know they're creating the unity government, which happens in times of war, which is more of a political posturing. So one party in a multi-party uh, country like Israel isn't blaming another party for this, that, or the other. But does the coming together mean that Israel has now decided, okay, uh, this, this, this Hamas conversation is over. They have to go, and if that means devastation in Gaza, that's okay by us? Oh, I think, I can't speak for the government, obviously, the new government, which was uh, just sworn, uh, sworn in yesterday, just took office uh, today, this morning, last night. As far as the country is concerned, you're absolutely right. That conversation is over. If anything, the pressure is mounting um, for this action, for this activity. The government keeps asking for time and understanding that these things take planning and logistical coordination, that kind of thing. But patience, if there was any to begin with, is gone now. And the time for uh, concern about uh, the humanitarian conditions of the other side uh, are now secondary, if not tertiary. This is a this is as existential as it gets. It's been demonstrated in the past seven days. It is kill or be killed, and the purpose of the state of Israel is to ensure uh, that it's our enemy that is uh, devastated, not us. That's the purpose of a sovereign, strong, proud Jewish state: is that it will defend its own, uh, come hell or high water. And that and that is the uh, that's the consensus, wall to wall, unanimous uh, sentiment here now. I want to follow up on that, if I could, Tom, because we've been hearing the use of the word existential uh, often uh, over the past seven days. Uh, this the, the word has got mentioned everywhere. We're talking about the very concept of existence. And I think people still, whether it be in the United States or in other places, don't quite grasp that Israelis would view this attack that has cost the lives of upwards of, of 1,200 people is a conversation about existence. If you could expand on on how Israelis see that concept. Well, we now know, as if we didn't know before, that this is not a battle over land. It's not a battle over political rights. It's not a war over territory or legitimacy. Uh, uh, we are confronting an enemy that has this uh, uh, messianic vision of redemption through martyrdom. This is a this is a hardcore Islamist belief that has gained tremendous strength in the past fifty or sixty years inside the Muslim world. That uh, the ultimate purpose of life is to seek death through martyrdom. That's the religious belief. That's the core of these fanatics who hold sway in too much of the Arab and Muslim world. And in Gaza, you have, in Hamas, which rules the territory, and in the Palestine Islamic Jihad, a, 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 a subgroup of, of Hamas that claims it acts independently. These are, these are um, um, you, you talk about Christian end times, the view of the end of the world. Well, this is the, this is the polar opposite of that. This is uh, uh, a death cult that seeks to destroy the Jewish people, to murder every single Jew in this land, and ultimately to conquer the world. I mean, Jews are, it's been said, the world's minor canary. Um, We're usually the first to face crises like this, but we're never, ever, ever the last. Uh, 
lands, that, I mean, enemies that, that, that seek out Jews, uh, seek out Christians and all non-believers. And the murders were one thing. The desecrations, the dismemberments, the murdering of babies, the shooting up of nursing home patients in their beds. Uh, I mean, some of this stuff, Tony, is so sadistic, so beyond any ability to describe, let alone comprehend that, you know, there's a, I'm personally torn because these descriptions are so horrific uh, that the natural instinct, Tony, is to shy away from them, not to want to talk about them, but we must talk about them. We must see these images. We must understand the danger and the threat that all of us face, whether we're sitting here in Tel Aviv or we're at home in India or we're driving to work. Um, Let uh, let me... uh... Let me jump in for a moment. Talking to Tom Rose, former publisher of the Jerusalem Post, a longtime uh, guest and guest host on WIBC. Uh, We know that 360,000 reservists have uh, reported. We know that doctors and nurses have come in from around the globe to to give aid. We know that the word was given that there should be an evacuation of northern Gaza over the next 24 hours. Um, We know that there has been waiting for a ground offensive. Is there word on whether that ground offensive will come today? And is there word on what you, just being north of Tel Aviv, 40 miles from Gaza, or others in Israel are expecting if that ground offensive should start today, which would be interesting starting on Shabbat? Well, I think um, the uh, Shabbat uh, angle is an interesting one. I think, in, in, I don't think, in, in times of war, uh, all the laws related to observance of the Jewish Sabbath are are set aside. Uh, there's a concept in Judaism called protecting life. The Hebrew term is pikuach nefesh, which takes precedence over uh, um, Jewish law uh, in everything, with the exception of, of uh, murder or uh, violating, you know, marital vows, stuff like that. So that that is not an issue. Um, whether, when, and how this thing is undergoing, and uh, when it begins, um, you would know as much, perhaps even more than than I do. There is uh, an imposed military censorship here that impacts local media. But what local media does then is simply repeats what what foreign media says. So. There might be a disconnect between what we here on the ground understand and know. Um, the country is absolutely on a, a, a war footing. I've been here on and off for 35 years. Um, been here during the war, uh, the first Gulf War, uh, one of the, uh, the Hamas wars, and then the, the terrible intifada before and after 9-11. Uh, I've never seen anything like this. This is, this is a, a, a complete war footing. And from a domestic perspective, Tony, I realize there are military exigencies, but um, the longer this goes on, the more damage it does to the country. And the country is literally closed. I'm looking out. I'm in a a high-rise building. I'm looking out, and the streets are deserted, and all the stores are closed, and the economic costs mount by the day. But there is uh, a solidarity, the likes of which I've never seen uh, before, and it's the most inspiring – the most uh, ennobling thing one can imagine in the face of such horror. 
Tom Rose, former publisher of the Jerusalem Post, uh, longtime guest and guest host here at WIBC. Uh, I, I'm thrilled that you called in. Uh, I'm glad you reached out. Uh, stay safe. Stay well. Keep us posted. I'd love to have you back. And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon, uh, including on the streets of Tel Aviv. Well, you're a good man, Tony Katz. Thank you very much. God bless and God bless everybody back home in Indy. Tom Rose, appreciate it again. Um, the updates, and, and uh, we will get more as it, it's very clear this ground offensive is either going to start or the reason to try put fear into Hamas has begun and and the beginning of a, of a back and forth. Uh, I don't know. I, again, I, I take a look at the ground. I'm like, how do you even do the ground offensive? It's just, it's all rubble. But I have to assume they've spent more time doing this and thinking about this and strategizing this and understand their technological capabilities more than I do. We will wait, we will watch, we will see. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. What is happening in Israel, the attack from Hamas, is leading to nervousness everywhere. And it's because these things do interconnect. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. What's happening with Hamas in Israel has you wondering about what's going on on the southern border and what possible terror cells have gotten to the United States. Griff Jenkins of Fox News has been reporting on this. These uh, people who have been uh, subdued, if you will, apprehended, and there's a question about what their real purpose was. Well, there's a question about everybody's real purpose, who's sneaking across the border. But there's a real worry about terrorism. And on this, this day of rage that's supposed to to, to take place. And we know that uh, we saw an Israeli, a member of the Israeli embassy in uh, Beijing be stabbed. We saw Israeli students, an Israeli student attacked outside of Colombia. Uh, there's going to, by the end of this day, we may see other things. I only hope not. But there are nerves. People are saying, you know what? Things are unsafe and I have to do something about it. And one of the things that we're seeing is an uptick in gun purchasing. I forget if I said hello. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Bryce Curry is the owner of Premier Arms in Brownsburg, Indiana. They're a sponsor uh, of mine, friends of mine, a fantastic uh, gun shop. And, And we were chatting about this earlier about this uptick that he is seeing in people buying firearms. You're seeing it, Bryce. Over the last week, how have the trends been going in firearm sales? Yes, I am. Thank you for having me on this morning, Tony. We saw a little bit when we opened on Monday where people started coming in uh, with concerns. A lot of uh, people saying, I'm concerned about my safety. I'm concerned with what, you know, the generic moniker, what's happening in the world and it's just it's accelerated throughout the week. Uh, sales have picked up uh, defensive firearms, uh, definitely first time gun owners, people that are maybe hunters and never thought about home defense uh, are now coming in and and seeing that um, the need, uh, sadly, with uh, the current events in the world uh, to to look into becoming farm owners, becoming um, people that can can better sustain uh, or defend themselves. Now, I'm in favor of people defending themselves, but as, as it sometimes gets described when these things happen, whether it be somebody talking about some uh, anti-Second Amendment uh, policy or legislation, things like that, people will come in and feel like, okay, now I need to get something before it's too late. Now I need to get something. There's a danger. And they buy things that are easily affordable, but I don't know if they're buying in a way that also leads them to, okay, I'm going to work properly with this firearm. Is, is, it, is it a panic buy 
or do you and and your staff at Premier Arms work to kind of bring that panic down so there's a logical buy? I mean, is is that a responsibility of yours? I guess is maybe a better way to say that. I think so. Being being in this industry, I think you have a more of a responsibility with the products you sell than just telling a customer what they ask for. I mean, we are uh, as much of an educational provider. Uh, ask the questions, what are they looking for? What comfort level do they have? What training, if any, do they have? What training do they seek? We can make recommendations for training. Um, but, yes, it's it's not simply walking in the store and we have, you know, 1,500 of the same gun in stock and you just get handed that gun and leave. We do try to educate the customer. We true, do try to make sure they get something that will fit their needs. And I'm never going to sell something to a customer of mine for a home defense, personal defense that I personally would not carry or trust uh, my wife to have or a family member to have to protect them as well. Talking to Bryce Curry, the owner of Premier Arms in Brownsburg, premierarms.com, full disclosure, sponsor of of my program here on WIBC. Uh, talk to me about what they're buying. You know, you mentioned how they're saying the, the state of the world but what are they saying about what it is that they need? How do they come to you? Where is the where are the major purchases going? It started off on Monday. We we kind of have two different groups of people. We have people that really aren't firearm owners, never really felt they needed one, uh, which is good. I mean, we want to be in a world where we don't feel we need to be armed at all times. And those those buyers tend to migrate towards. I'm looking for a handgun. I'm looking for something. You know, proverbially something small for the house, a revolver, uh, a small handgun, a, a, a SIG 365, for example, one that you're you're familiar with. Um, but we do have that other type of customer that is a gun customer. They 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 have firearms, they shoot recreational, they hunt, uh, they collect, and that that segment is really gravitating towards the AR-15. They want something on a rifle platform, something that uh, is is better. Um, is suited for, you know, attaching, you know, optics to or lights to or that sort of thing. So small handguns and AR-15 rifles are probably our two largest segments of, of the firearms we sell that are that are uh, popular right now. Uh, talking to Bryce Curry of Premier Arms, uh, premierarms.com, uh, the people who are, are buying from you, um, you – you purchase estate sales. You purchase large-scale collections. You, you, you've done this. You've done this on the on the jewelry side because you guys also have a jewelry store within uh, the Premier Arms uh, PA Jewelers. Um, is this people coming in, putting cash down, a credit card down, and saying, I need this? Or are there people coming in saying, what do you have to trade? A little bit of both. I mean, the economy is, is tough right now. You you talk about it. WIBC talks about it on a regular basis. So sadly, I mean, I do have customers come in that I want this. They pull out, you know, cash or their credit card. We run the transaction. Um, I did have an instance, actually, Monday comes to mind, where a customer came in and wanted to trade a, uh, a piece of jewelry uh, for a firearm because they believed they needed that firearm to protect themselves more than that piece of jewelry. And Sadly, it was a uh, it was an anniversary ban that she said she no longer thought she needed the firearm was more important. So, I am seeing a little bit of that where people want to trade or trade hunting style firearms for a defensive firearm because they just don't have the money or want to spend the money specifically to buy that defensive firearm. Bryce Curry, PremierArms.com. I appreciate 
uh, you quite a bit. PremierArms.com, a sponsor of mine. Just I like full disclosure. I think it's pretty important. I don't like the idea of a panic buy. But I wonder if this is more of a, I've seen enough, I need to be able to protect myself and my family. That's what I think we're seeing. This is Tony Katz today. No speaker yet, because somehow Steve Scalise isn't good enough. All right, Congress, you figure it out. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. And everything that we're talking about, Israel, Hamas, Ukraine, Russia, threat of China, southern border, fentanyl, uh, economy. Congress needs to be in session, and it is not. Now, there's an upside to the idea that, well, at least they can't do anything damaging to us, right? There's a win in some of this, and I know some people are with me on that idea. But this is maddening. This is very, very weird stuff. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Find it all at TonyKatz.com. You'll notice that I am not day of rage worried. I, no, I'm going to live my life exactly as I do, and I'm not going to worry about the idea that some people want to kill me, which really is the, the undercurrent here we're going to get into next week. Look at all the people who have now very openly said, dead Jews, cool by us. Dead Israelis, cool by us. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anybody who disagrees with us, dead. And we will be incensed if you respond. There is a story here that nobody is touching. This story underneath about religious divides and cultural divides that we thought maybe we had all gotten past because after all, nobody was bringing it up. Nope. Oh, no. Oh, really, no. Oh, God, is it? You think this week was ugly? We don't even know what's going to go on with the ground offensive in Israel. But wait till we start digging into this because, well, the, the band aid has been ripped open. People are still, um, they're, they're still amazed at the scar. They're still amazed that they pulled off the little hairs off their arm. Wait till they realize what they now see. Oh, oh, it's going to get rough. But no speaker. We still don't have a speaker of the House. Can't bring regular order, can't engage any levels of legislation, can't fix the border, can't decide if you're going to be more of service to Israel, how you're going to handle Ukraine and Russia, are you going to handle Ukraine and Russia, all of these things. Because Steve Scalise wins this, this vote behind closed doors, and now he can't get the votes in the House. What, what is the issue? I spoke with Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com. Uh, he's a follower of, of these things. And I asked the question point blank. What is it about Steve Scalise? I mean, he has been there for a very long time. Yes, he was McCarthy's number two, and that could just be it. This is the guy who got shot at the congressional baseball practice uh, by the Democrat, the Bernie brother, uh, who was trying to destroy uh, the American way of life by trying to destroy government. I, I guess that's the way we, term we engage terminology now. Um, he, he's got a story. He, he has been uh, effective to get this level of leadership. Why are people like Massey and Roy so opposed to him? I, I wish I could come up with rational reasons why we're doing this, Tony, but I just can't. There's no rational reason for this. Scalise, I mean, they they deposed Kevin McCarthy. The two people who are uh, in the running for this were both people who supported Kevin McCarthy, Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. Both of them supported Kevin McCarthy in that motion to vacate uh, thing. They, they are pretty much going to pursue the same policies that Kevin McCarthy was going to pursue because the circumstances of their of, of of what's going on in Congress hasn't changed. 
Democrats still control the Senate. Democrats still control the White House. You only have a nine-seat majority in the House of Representatives. There's only so much you can do. And so there's there's no real point to this other than there's a bunch of personal grievances that are getting in the way of getting business done. And I think people looking at this are shaking their heads and wondering whether Republicans can even bring themselves to govern any longer, in large part because you've got a, a small but... Um, um, adequate contingent of people who don't want to do anything, who just really want to tear the whole thing down. I have always bristled, talking to Ed Morrissey of hotair.com, I have always bristled at this idea that Republicans don't want to govern. They, 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 they just aren't interested in actually doing the governing. This at least lends credence to that argument, and I have to now uh, allow it in. The, the people who supported Gates in, in the motion to vacate, never mind those members of Congress, I'm talking about the people uh, all across the country, they really believe that the, you, know, you created a, a side deal regarding Ukraine spending, you went to the Democrats to get the continuing resolution, this is unacceptable, and it, 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 was, it was devious, I think is the way people took it, and we can't have this, this happen. They actually take it from a, a moral side that, Mm-hmm. The only way to fix the problem, Ed, is to actually fix the problem. And I understand those people. Like, like those, those are my people. I get it. I just think that you have to have a plan. Is there something in your view to the idea of the Republicans, once they get the power, they're actually afraid to utilize it? Well, utilize it to what end? I mean, the reason why Kevin McCarthy had to go to the Democrats for that CR, for the clean CR, for 45 days is because he couldn't get um, the the Gates 8 to support the other CR that he put out there that actually did reduce uh, discretionary level spending, I believe by 8% across the board. And it wouldn't have gone through the Senate, but at least it would have given them some leverage to negotiate over a CR while they're still working on these 12 appropriations bills. They're not talking about omnibus bills. McCarthy was opposed to an omnibus bill. He's still He was still sticking with the 12 normal order or regular order appropriation bills, but he didn't want to shut the government down in large part because government shutdowns play very badly for Republicans, especially in this, in this instance. So he offered a CR that cut spending and they didn't want to support it um, without full and unanimous support for that. The only way to keep government open was to go to the Democrats and, and arrange for a 45 day CR that was clean. And that by the way, was competing against another CR that was percolating in the Senate which would have been worse. So because yeah, he was well, able to get that through, because he was able to get that through with Democrats on the House, and uh, the Senate ended up adopting McCarthy's CR, which gave him 45 days of, of the same level of spending until they got those 12 bills passed. Um, now, I guess you can com- you can complain about that, but I, if the only alternative was we're going to shut the government down until Democrats, you know, in, in the Senate and the White House completely accede to the demands of eight people in the House. Uh, you know, that's not much of a plan and it's not very realistic. So you're, you're, you're making the argument that that, you know, it's Republicans fall in love. Democrats fall in line. Right. We hear this time and again that, that Republicans, they, they, they don't and they won't. And there there's there is for some possibly the idea of the individual over the 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 general um again there is this spending issue that uh, the people across america want to do away with 
But as we now look forward, you don't have Scalise, which is really a, a kind of yeah. noble thing to do is to say, you know what? I'm not going to get the votes here. We can't, we can't do this anymore. I'll step out. Go elect Jim Jordan, except it might not be Jim Jordan. Patrick McHenry is the speaker pro tem. He is possibly uh, a, a candidate in this. Some people are now bringing up Tom uh, Emmer from Minnesota, uh, who you are familiar with, the minority yep. whip. And then there's the people who still want to bring back Kevin McCarthy. So are we with Scalise out any closer to a speaker? We are not. Fantastic. Yeah, this is just fantastic. Yeah, this is all great. We're no closer to it than, than uh, you know, until people get embarrassed. And I'll tell you one reason why I know we're no closer to it. A bunch of people left and went home to their districts yesterday and, and today. They're, they're supposed to be a, 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 a caucus this morning or this after early this afternoon uh, among House Republicans. And there are going to be a number of members that don't show up to it because they're sick and tired of it. It's a waste of time. And so they all went home. Uh, so no, we're not any closer to this. We're not going to be any closer to this, at least for several days. You know, I like Tom Emmer. Tom Emmer would be fine. Uh, I like Steve Scalise. I like Jim Jordan. I like Kevin McCarthy. Uh, you know, I like Patrick McHenry, for instance. And, you know, if they want to make Patrick McHenry speaker, that's fine. Whoever is going to be speaker is going to have the exact same problems that Kevin McCarthy had. He's got a nine seat majority. He will have a nine seat majority in the house, mm -hmm. a Democrat Senate and a Democrat president. And one has to assume there's not going to be a change on the motion to vacate. Like that's still going to be part of the, the rules package. Are they going to, they going to realize, Hey, maybe we're not going to do that. Well, I'll tell you what I think is one of the things that could happen. I'm not going to say it's likely, but one of the things that could happen is you may have some of those people who are so disgusted in the Republican conference that they go over to the Democrats and say, we're going to propose a moderate and we need you guys to line up behind them. And the price for that will probably change the rule on the motion to vacate to make the threshold back up to 50. Uh, plus uh, concessions on things like rules and the and um, spending and, and well, spending and, spending and, and possibly the um, investigations into Biden Incorporated. These are well, the things see, that may be blowing up over this stupid, petty, useless fight over who's going to be House Speaker. I'm here to tell you that if we lose the impeachment inquiry, I will I, I will support anybody who runs against Matt Gates. My thanks to Ed Morrissey, hotair.com. And no one should think I'm kidding about that. We lose out on the impeachment inquiry. I'm going to go out of my head. I'm going to go out of my mind. I will blame Matt Gates. I'll blame the people who supported Matt Gates. I'll blame Nancy Mace. I'll go for scalps to the best of my ability. The impeachment inquiry is everything. Why? Because there was real shady stuff here and America needs to see it. What am I supposed to do? Trust that CNN is going to show it? No. It has to be shown through this committee because you can't trust the Department of Justice. I'm, I'm horrified by the inability to engage any level of trust. But it is indeed true. It is true that they can't be trusted. So I need the inquiry to be able to show, not that it's going to lead to impeachment. It's that the showing of how Joe Biden is corrupt, working with his corrupt brother, working with his corrupt son, that they were selling the family name and selling access to the vice presidential office. Your vice presidential office. That has to be shown. Sorry, you want to disagree with me on strategy? I am all ears, but I am coming for the fight 
Man, I am infuriated. I am. We don't have an impeachment inquiry. We give up the impeachment inquiry because you got to set some deal with the Democrats. I'll lose my head. And I will blame Matt Gates and I'll blame Nancy Mace and Ken Buck and Bob Good of Virginia. I will blame Rosendale of Montana. Ah, uh, I may not be able to get these people out this election, but I'll fight to get them out the next one. You got to realize timing is, is, not, is not with you. Oh, man. Just, it, 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 har- it angers me in a way I cannot properly describe. Angers me that we could end up giving up this inquiry when we know that Joe Biden is involved in some duplicitous, nasty despicableness. You think Bob Menendez is the only one? Come now. That's just silly. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. The day of rage. That, that's what today was. Hamas wants you to go out and kill some Jews. Some Zionists, some Israelis. Well, really anybody who doesn't think like they do because remember what they want. The worldwide caliphate. They want total control and they want you to suffer for their art. Well, they really want you to become them. And if you're not willing to become them, well, then you suffer. So you suffer or you suffer because after watching Hamas and after watching them kill children and rape women and set them on fire... Who the bloody hell would want to be them? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you, but they call it the Day of Rage. It's a 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 day of rage. Day of Now, I thought it was a day of resistance, but uh, things get changed, you know, and somebody has a better PR idea, and then, you know, it was my brother-in-law's idea, so I got to use it. Um, I lived my life like normal, and I only hope that you are living your life like normal. Any change made for these barbarians is a ridiculous change to make. I I had gotten a a text where somebody was worried that well first of all the the people worried about me it is the kindest thing ever I had friends throughout the night and this morning driving by the house to make sure uh, that that my family was okay true story true story uh, checking in at all hours just to make sure everything was right I mean that's man that is just I'm I'm fortunate to be surrounded by good people. I really and truly am. But I had gotten this text that there was there was a rally, and maybe there was a word sent out. Hey, there's this rally, but maybe you shouldn't go. You know, your safety's so important. If you're telling anybody at this stage of the game not to show up and not be counted and not be present, what are you thinking? It would be like a, a, a rabbi in a synagogue or your priest or your pastor, your minister or, or, or any other faith leader saying, don't show up armed to, to church or to synagogue. No, no, no. We don't like those things. Do you know what kind of soft target your place of worship is today and every day? It's funny. You know, 
Because A, you probably knew, and B, we have been discussing it for years. The the horror sometimes of things that happen is that we get proven right. And it is not because we are smarter and it's not because we wish for bad things to happen. It's because we are the most honest about what is happening. That you are not thinking about terrorists doesn't mean that a terrorist isn't thinking about you. Israel actually believed, Jews actually believed, others actually believed that maybe things were coming down in the Middle East. It was Jake Sullivan, National Security Advisor. We haven't had peace like this in two decades. They're terrorists. They hate you. They are ideologically driven to destroy you for your existence. What peace did you think exists? Well, we've got this fence. We have this Iron Dome. They beat you with kites. And that's why we're hearing about the ground offensive, as Trey Yinkst uh, explained, uh, limited uh, ground offensives. Ground offensive is what we know now, specific areas. We're going to see what takes place uh, throughout the weekend. We're going to see. But no, don't you dare show up to a place of worship without a firearm. And if you don't have one, I've said this many times, buy guns, buy ammo, get trained. Buy guns, buy ammo, and get trained. It is you or it is them. It is us or it is them. It is the free and thinking people of the world or it is the people who think it's okay to kill babies and set them on fire. Oh, they only set the women on fire after raping them. Oh, I'm sorry. Hate to get that one wrong. I'm not changing a thing about my life. These people have absolutely no control over me. Do not let them have control over you. Let us have control over the situation. Let us keep our souls and keep a free society. We can do both. We don't really have a choice, do we? I didn't think so. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. I'll catch you Monday, everyone. You take care.